This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Just want to encourage some of you, if you're still fasting, if you're on a 21-day fast, you, you're down to the short rows. You know, I, I, I don't want to tempt you tonight, but that cheeseburger is getting closer. And that big old fat cinnamon roll and that coffee, and some of you are saying, just quit, okay? Well, you're doing good, but there's a couple of things I, I just want to address here real briefly that some of the things that me and Shelly have been fasting and praying about is, is breakthrough. Isaiah 58 talks about that the bonds of wickedness will be broken. One of the things we've been really targeted in on, and I ask you to do this these next few days in your prayer time, that our, our nation is being divided in an incredible way right now through racism, prejudice. And I, I believe this with all my heart. It's a tactic of the devil once again to divide our nation and divide people. And, and these demonic entities have been around forever. And I, I believe this with all my heart that the way this is resolved is when people pray. It's not when, when men, women start giving their opinions. We can give opinions all day. You see where that gets us. But the Lord said in 2 Chronicles seven fourteen, He said, if my people will humble and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I'll heal their land. And so the key was, if we'll humble and pray, it would not to give our opinions. But look at it this way. God created every one of us equal. And you guys have come to church here for years, you know, Man, I don't have a prejudice bone in me. I love people. But you can begin to see the tactics of the devil in our nation. And you know what? I don't want this stuff to happen. And so jump in here and begin to pray. Jump in here and say, you know, here, here's the thought. You, you got the stuff that happened in Ferguson and New York City. None of that's good for anybody, okay? That's no good for nobody. No one wins in that situation. So let's pray about that. Even when it comes to our borders and our immigration, I love people. I mean, we've got people here in our church who've gone through the right channels. I know Adon. Wave your hand back there, Adon. Wave back there. Go ahead, raise it up high. There he is back there. He went through all the right channels, and he's here, he's here legally now. And I applaud what I did. But what happens ultimately is the devil will use that border and people over here to divide our whole nation if he can. And so we sit back and we start chumming in, and we say, well, this should happen and that should happen, and the president should do this if we would use more of energy instead of giving our opinion and praying, we'd be a lot better off. And I said we, me too, okay? So I'm telling you, I'm going to pray. I'm going to be praying and I'm going to go at it these next few days. I'm believing God right now. He's going to do something. Well, that was free. That's not tonight. We're on faith again tonight. Man, I'm glad you came out. Turn with me to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, as you're turning there, I just want to uh, review last week a little bit. Rewind, rewind. And we talked about that faith, the only way faith comes is by hearing. Romans 10, 17 says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So just as in the natural, as I, I feed my physical man three, three meals a day, I'm feeding it, I'm nourishing it. It's the same way spiritually. The only way faith grows in you is when you feed yourself the word of God. That, that's why I believe it's important that you, you, you read the Bible. You get in the Bible, and I don't care. You know, I, I know a lot of you have it on your phone. My wife has her Bible on her phone and all that. Well, I'm not technologically advanced enough to do that, so I still open my book, okay? 
But whatever it is, whether it's on your phone or this book, start reading it, okay? Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. Too many times in our churches right now, people will talk about Scripture, but they don't teach people how to get into the Word. And when we don't teach people to get in the Word, when we go home, people don't know how to read their Bibles. It's important you get in this thing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And then we ended last week... And we were talking about the power of our confession. Hold fast the confession of your faith. Your confession has to do with the word you speak out of your mouth. Remember, the word is near you in your mouth and your heart. That is the word of faith we preach. That's Romans 10. And so we ended last week with this thought that I said, I challenge every one of us here that after everything we say out of our mouth, we tag it with, and that's just the way I want it. And what that does, it will begin to locate you. And so the illustration I used as well, my kids never obey, and that's just the way I want it. We're always broke, and that's just the way I want it. We never have enough, and that's just the way I want it. Or I can start saying, I thank you, Father God, that my kids honor and obey, and that's just the way I want it. I thank you that, Father God, you supply all my needs, and that's just the way I want it. I thank you, Father God, that, that when I lay down, my sleep is, is peaceful and sweet, and that's just the way I want it. So what it begins to do with me, it, it makes me really, really guard what comes out of my mouth. Because there's times I'll say something, and it'll be like the Holy Spirit will check my heart and say, is that really the way you want it? I'll say, no. But then why are you saying it? Why are you saying it? And so... That's one of the keys that I believe that we become very aware of the words that come out of our mouth. Why is that so important? Proverbs 18.22 says, Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. So if life and death is in the power of my tongue, all my words that are going out of my mouth are life or they're death. Whether we want to admit it or not. And so that's the B-I-B-L-E. Now, let's go a little further tonight. Hebrews 11 This whole chapter many times is referred to as the Faith Hall of Fame. So I'm going to read, uh, starting in Hebrews 11, verse 1, and i got a bunch of different Bibles and translations, so I'm going to jump from 1 to 1. Let's begin in verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So what is the substance of faith? The Word of God. So that verse right there could be very easily transferred or translated and said that the Word of God is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the substance. One translation said, it's the confident. It's the confidence. So faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, when we talk about faith, guys, faith isn't blind. A lot of times we have that thought that, well, just because I can't see it. Well, you can't see it with the natural eye, but you can see it with the eye of faith because what faith does, it gives you a glimpse of the future because of the Word of God. What faith does with me is when I start sensing the Word of God on the inside and I start believing it, it paints a picture of what I'm believing for on the inside. I begin to see I can have that, I can be that, I can do that. And so that's exactly what the Word of God is. It's the title deed, but the Word of God will also, it will give you a glimpse of your future. When you read the Word of God and it says, that by His stripes I've been made well, I've been made whole. You know what, when I begin to read that? I can look at that, and if I have sickness in my body or disease in my body, I can begin to get a glimpse of that or a picture of that and say, you know what? That according to 1 Peter 2, 24, according to Matthew 8, 17, according to Isaiah 53, 5, I can walk in divine health. 
Now, I didn't say that. That's the Word of God. God said every bit of that. And so it gives me a glimpse of my future. So faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, once again, with my physical eye. Now, let's, let's go back years into some of our lives, and you think when you were real young before you had a birthday party, when your, or, or your birthday was coming up, you would, get, you would get very anxious and excited. Man, it was a big deal. It was a big day. And so what your birthday did when it started approaching, it, it combined a, an assurance and it combined an anticipation. Woo, I can't wait. I can't wait. See, that's exactly what faith in God's word will do. It'll bring an, an, an assurance with you, but it'll also bring an anticipation. I love to watch kids at their birthday. I mean, they get so excited. My grandkids, they just get so excited. See, this is exactly how God wants it to be with faith. So here's a, here's a little nugget for you here. The beginning point of faith is believing in God's character. What does that mean? He is who he says he is. i got to get over there where I believe God is who he says he is. The ending point is believing in God's promises, and the ending point will say this. I believe God will do exactly what he said he'll do. When I find in the Bible that God says this or this or this, I can believe that. I can trust that. Listen to that same verse in the New Living, and it says, faith is the confidence that we hope for will actually happen. Not hope so, but it will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see with the natural eye. Verse 2. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed or called into existence by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. The, the New Living says, By faith we understand that the entire universe was formed by God's command that what we now see he did not come from anything that can be seen. And so we go back, and it's really reassuring us there that in Genesis 1, how'd God frame the world? And God said. And God said. So God said, let there be light. The existence of light was, was dependent upon God saying it. That's the same with me and you. I got over there, got to get over, and I got to begin to speak the word. And I keep saying the word. See, all through this, this chapter here, when you study the people in, in Hebrews 11, God spoke to them. And what they had to do is they began to have to walk out or walk toward the very thing that God told them they could be, that God told them they could have and they could do. It's the same with me and you. I got to start walking toward that. Remember, James 2.26, faith without works is dead. So part of this is as I begin to walk it out. Now, this is where I really want to dig in tonight. Go with me to verse number 8. Hebrews 11, verse 8. This passage will have to do with the, the, the patriarch of faith, Abraham, and some of it will jump into his wife, Sarah. Verse number 8, let's read. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he would receive as inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. So when you read this here, the key word, and I'm going to give you four key words that I found in this passage. The first one says, by faith, Abraham obeyed. Obedience is crucial for every one of us. That by faith, Abraham said, listen, 
I'm going to obey what Father God said. That's exactly where Abraham had to get. And, and God had spoken to him in Genesis 12, and God said to him, he said, listen, you, you got to get away from those people. you got to get away from your family. And so it said, by faith, Abraham obeyed. When you live by faith, you're just going to have to obey. You're going to have to obey the Scriptures and say, this is what God said. You know, uh, several years back in, in one of the suburbs there of Oklahoma City, they had repeated tornadoes. And just like, like three different times they had... Uh, uh, F5 tornadoes where it just wiped out part of their city. And I remember on one of them that early, early, early during the day, the National Weather Service started warning people that morning, be weather-wise. The conditions are very favorable today that something bad's going to happen. Now, if you went outside right then in that morning when they started giving these warnings, you could have looked up and said, the sky's blue. The sun's out. It sure doesn't look like anything's going to happen, but it did. And oftentimes, that's exactly the way faith works. It's not about what I see or what I don't see in the natural. It's about what God said. And i got to believe it no matter what the circumstances are, what the situations are, i got to believe this. And so when you look at the first thing is, is begin to ask God, Lord, Help me to obey. I want to obey your word. I want to obey you. We keep reading. Verse 9. By faith, he, Abraham, dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob. The heirs were with him of the same promise. Now, when it talks about to dwell or the dwelling, I believe that's the second point that he really makes to Abraham. Number one was, you got to be obedient. Number two, the dwelling. When you look at what takes place right here in this, Abraham had to, mute, he had to move from what he was familiar with. In other words, he had to get away from his security and his surroundings. And even in that passage, it said, Abraham, you need to get away from your mom, your dad, and your family, and from your father's house. Now, why would God tell him to do that? Because oftentimes, the things we're dwelling in or the things we're dwelling around in our life, they, they keep us from, from achieving the things God wants us to do. They, they keep us from achieving what God has. See, if you, if you watch a lot of depression, if you listen to a lot of depression, and all your friends are depressed, that's what becomes familiar with you. And so ultimately... Whatever you associate with, that's what you're going to ultimately be. And in this situation, he was telling him, start getting around the things of God. Start dwelling around the things of God. And so in this situation, God basically said, listen, you're going to have to get away from what you're familiar with. And that happens to every one of us. Sometimes your, your, your worst obstacle is your past friends. You run with the snakes, you're going to get bit. Change your dwelling. Change those things. See, over and over in the Bible, you can begin to look at different people that were in the Bible, and you would see how they had to change their dwelling. You, 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 you think about, even, even in your own life, how many times you see the Lord starts dealing with you. Change your dwelling. I remember 13 or 14 years ago, 
when the Lord began to deal with me and Shelly about moving to Lubbock and starting this church, the Lord started saying, you're going to have to quit your jobs. Now, when the Lord said that to me, Shelly did well with it. I didn't do real well with it. I mean, that was my security, my job. But the Lord was saying, I, I, I want to give you a glimpse of your future. I got a plan for you, but you're going to have to step out of this and get out of what you're familiar with and get out of what you're comfortable. And so we both got into the position where she quit her job. And then early in January, the Lord put on her heart to put her home up for sale. All of January goes, and we have one person look at it. February a few, March a few. In April of that year, toward the very end of April, I'm up at the Men of Iron, the Men of Iron Conference, and I get a call, and Shelly says, call me as quick as you can. So I called her, and she said, we have an offer on our house. So from the end of April to the end of May, not only did I sell my house in Clovis, but I bought a house here. And within one month's time, I lived over here. Now listen, my head was spinning. We're quitting our jobs. We're, we're selling our house. We're buying another house. But it was as if the Lord was saying, listen, I've given you a glimpse of the future, and in order for you to walk in the things that I'm calling you to do, you're going to have to change your dwelling. So you go through the Bible. Even with Jacob, Jacob said, the Lord said to him, I want you to move to this country where Bethel is. Get out of that surrounding. That's key a lot of times for most of us in this room. What are the dwelling places right now in your life that hold you back? You know for a fact they do. Keep reading, verse number 10. For he, Abraham, waited confidently for the city which has the foundations, whose builder and maker is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age. Now, I'd say she was past the age. She was 90 years old. 90-year-old women don't have babies in the natural. But it says right here that she did. Now look at the last part, and this is the because factor. Because she judged him faithful who had promised. How did she judge God faithful? She judged God's word or the promises that God made to her, and she judged them faithful. And you know what God had spoken over her? You'll be, a, uh, you'll be the, the, the mother of many nations. And so it came to this, that she came to a place... She had to judge God. Now, every one of us in this room, we have to come to a place in our life where, where, where faith causes us to make judgment. And when I, I judge the things of God by faith, I step out and believe it. But if I don't judge God with faith, then that means I'm judging Him with doubt and unbelief. And so I'm either going to judge one God, I'm going to judge God one way or another. Every day, me and you make judgments. We judge God every day. Will God forgive me today? Does God love me today? Is God for me today? And so in this passage right here, Sarah said, listen, I'm going to judge God faithful. And I love it because she judged him faithful who had promised. Her judging of him was based on God's promise. And so that's the same for me and you. Anytime you can find in the word of God, God's promises for him, that's how you judge him and say, I thank you, Father God. I thank you. Now, my situation when we moved over here, We'd quit all our jobs. We had no income. Zero. And I remember saying to Father God in a roundabout way, this was judging him, and I said, Father God, this was your idea for me to move over here. 
I obeyed you, and I stepped out in faith. And the Lord said, just stay in here with faith. Just stay with me. And before long, it, it, it just began to shock me how everything began to take place, how God began to anoint even our paychecks and bless it. And so listen, when you get out there and you judge God, understand this, God's going to take care of you. Am I going to have to get out of the boat? Absolutely. And you may be like my personality. I'm telling you, my little head was spinning. Everything in the natural said, this is crazy. But yet God had put a glimpse of our future in our heart because of faith. I knew in my heart this was what I was supposed to do. So when you know in your heart you get God wants you to do something, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be easy. So you're going to have to get out of the boat. You're going to have to trust Him. So He tells me, obey Him. Obedience. Get over and change your dwelling. Get into a place where you're around people that will lift you up, that will encourage you, and then begin to judge Father God and say, Father God, I'm going to trust you. She judged him faithful who, who promised. Now, jump with me to verse 17. Same chapter, verse 17. See, the judgments that we make toward God, they'll set your course. They'll set your course when you step out and judge him who's faithful, who promised. Verse 17. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, he offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promise offered up his only begotten son. Now, what this is talking about, if you remember the story, God told Abraham, I'm going to give you a son. And his name is Isaac. So Isaac was born. He was the promised child that God had told him. Then remember in the passage that, that God told Abraham, now I want you to take him to the, the hill of Moriah and I want you to sacrifice him to me. Now how would you like to be in that place? And so when you read here, it says that God tested him. Now, every one of us in this room who've ever read this story, we know the outcome. Abraham didn't know the outcome. By faith, he stepped out and said, you know what? I'm going to obey you, Father God. I'm going to trust you. And remember what happened, that he took the knife. He puts Isaac on the altar, and he takes the knife, and he's getting ready to kill him. He, he believes in God that much and he obeys God to the point of saying, you know what, even though he's the promised child, I believe you, Father God, more than my own feelings in this. Keep reading. The begotten son of whom it was said, in Isaac your seed, your descendants, your offspring shall be called. Now here's the fourth one. Concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in figurative sense. And so the fourth one here is, in conclusion, he said that God was able. Now when you read this verse right here, you know what, you know what Abraham came to the point and he believed? He believed that even if he killed his son, and his son died right there, God would raise him from the dead. I'm telling you guys, that's not, that's not little faith. That's big faith. And, and when I read Hebrews 11, I encourage you to read that. You'll get a sense of these guys that are in this and these, these ladies that are in Hebrews 11, man, their, their faith was so strong in God. It's like, you know what? 
I'm going to do it. I'm going to step out. That's why they're in the Faith Hall of Fame. So when we talk about here the word, he, he, by faith, he concluded. Concluding that God was able. So when I read that, every one of us in this, to live a life of faith, it will cause you to make conclusions about God. And you know what the conclusion is? Will God do what he said he'll do? Do I believe him and trust him? Now, every day in the natural, you, me and you make conclusions. We make conclusions every day. Can I make it to work on this amount of gas or will I not? You just made a conclusion. Before I came tonight, Ron Roberts said it's going to snow and it's going to get real cold. Well, I made the conclusion right there. If he's right, it's probably going to get pretty nasty tomorrow. But see, we make conclusions over and over every day about the things in the natural. But right here, I can make conclusions about God. And the key here is, do I believe God will do what he said? See, oftentimes we come to conclusions in a negative way. And what I mean by that is we make comments like, it's impossible for God to heal me. That's a conclusion. It's impossible for God to take care of my finances. That's a conclusion. But if we go back to the positive side of this, like Abraham did, it said in conclusion, he trusted God that God was able. That God was able. So every one of us in this room, we've got to step out and start coming to conclusions that are based on the Word of God and the character of God. That understand God's faithful. God is faithful. God will do what He promised. Now I want to end tonight in Hebrews 11, verse 6, same chapter. See, my, my, my conclusions are based on the Word of God. It's not on the natural. And faith comes to, to, to the conclusion that says, I know God's going to do what He says He'll do. Verse 6, But without, without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Now listen to this. For he comes to God, must believe that He is, and He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. There's a conclusion that every one of us in this room have to come to. Number one, do I believe that he will reward those who diligently seek him? I believe that, and the reason I can believe that is he said it right there. So my conclusion that God is able to do what he said is based on the word of God. I believe that those who diligently seek him, God will reward them. God will bless them. And so I, I go back to my life over and over and over and over where we started had to learn obedience. And every one of us is going to have to learn to obey God, even when it's difficult to change your dwelling. Get around the things of God. Get around people who, who love God, who will, who will feed your faith and encourage you and stuff. I, I remember, guys, when I got born again, and, man, I began to give my heart to Jesus in incredible ways, and I said, Lord, make a difference in my, wife, in my life. You know what he said to me? He said, you've got to break up with those, your, your buddies. He said, you're, you're addicted to stupid people. And I wasn't to slam them, but I'm telling you, every time I got around them, I did stupid stuff. But you know what the problem was? And I remember saying this to the Lord. I said, Lord, a lot of those guys, I've known them since I was a first grader. And the Lord said, but every time you go around them, this is what happens. And so I told them, I said, boys, you won't see me no more. You won't see me at the bars. You won't see me at the clubs. Of course, you know what they said? Yeah, right. But God started changing my dwelling in my heart. Then I began to judge God faithful. That you know what? When I read the word of God, I began to say, you know what? That's God's word. 
And God will do exactly what he says he'll do. And I begin to look at that in different ways and I begin to trust God in a way that I never had before in my life. And even in the area of all the, the addictions in my life, that I had to judge God faithful in that area and I had to start believing that if God says I'll set you free, then God will set me free. And so when you see people that are set free, they've judged God faithful in that area or they've come to the conclusion God is able to do exactly what he said he'll do. And so it doesn't matter who you are. If you'll begin to get a hold of this, and every bit of that, if you go back and look, it says over and over, by faith Abraham did this, by faith Sarah did this. You know what the by faith is? They begin to trust the word of God, and they believed in God's character, and they believed that God would do exactly what he said he'll do. Now that's the, the keys, those four ingredients right there, just in that passage through Abraham, that if you'll get a hold of those, those will begin to set you free. They'll change the way you do life. But you've got to get that stuff in your heart. Now, once again, read your word. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. Faith, come by here. And get it in you. Get it in you. Highlight scriptures. Many of you heard me say this, that, man, I would begin to write on three-by-five cards over and over the things that I wanted God to do. I would write scripture. I would put it on my mirror in my bathroom. I had it in my car. I had it in my billfold. And there, there was affirmations that I would speak every day. It's just getting the things of God. See, a lot of times we look at people and we think, man, I wish I was a man of God like him. I mean, many of you were here last summer when Dr. Venter was here, and Dr. Venter said that he speaks the name of Jesus over 2,000 times in a day. He's very sensitive to the things of God. I said, man, I wish I was filled with the Spirit like Dr. Venter. Well, once again, we don't want to do what people have done to get there. And so you start with affirmations. And what I mean by that, there are certain things that are going on in all our lives right now. You may take two or three of them and start addressing them right now. After that, begin to make more and more affirmations where you'll start having 30 of them, 40 of them. I would venture to say, and I'm not, I'm not lifting me up, guys. I don't want you to think I'm some super Jesus. That's not it. But I found out that when I get my, ma my mouth, my mind, and my heart in line with the Word of God on a daily basis, something happens. I'll do 150 affirmations almost every morning. And you say, what do you mean like that? And many of you have heard me do this. And I'll begin to walk, and a lot of them is prayers for you. Every one of you in here that are married, I speak over your marriage Monday through Friday. I speak over your children. I speak over my wife. I will begin to walk, and I will begin to honor God and the Lord Jesus. And I say, thank you, Lord Jesus, today that you've justified me, that you've declared me righteous. I thank you today that, that you've sanctified me. You've set me apart. I'm redeemed because of your blood and your broken body. And Psalm 107.2 says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And I thank you today, Father God, because of your redemptive power, I walk in divine life, divine health, divine blessings. I thank you, Father God, according to John 10.10, 10, that I walk into abundant life. I thank you, Father God, that no sickness or disease comes near my dwelling. I thank you, Father God, from the top of my head to the soles and the tips of my toes. I walk in health. My body is healthy and whole. My mind is healthy and whole. My memory is healthy and whole. And my emotions are healthy and whole. I thank you today, Father God, that you've blessed me. You've blessed me indeed. You've enlarged my territory. Your hand is upon me. You keep me from evil and I cause no pain. You've crowned my year with your goodness, my past drip with your abundance, and daily I'm loaded with your benefits. I thank you, Father God, today because of Genesis 12, 1 and 2, that you've blessed me, you've multiplied me, you've made my name great, you've blessed me to be a blessing. Now, I can keep going on to this. It'll just keep rolling out of me because it's been years of doing this. I speak the blood over my wife, my marriage. I speak over my children. I speak over my parents. 
And then I begin to pray for the church. And I'll tell you guys, man, something begins to happen. When you start getting in line with the Word of God, you judge the Word and you come to the conclusion the Word of God is faithful and God will do exactly what is. Man, something will begin to rise up in you. Woo, I'm telling you, no weapon formed against me will prosper. No weapon formed against my marriage will prosper. No weapon formed against the salvation that God said would be in my children will prosper. That's a good one right there. I start saying it, Lord. No weapon formed against my bank account will prosper. Just No weapon formed against my car will prosper. I thank you today, Lord, that you've made me a warrior and, and, and a mighty man of valor. I'm a man after your own heart. I'm a man after your own life. This goes on and on and on and on. But see, once again, I've got to start coming into the Word of God, and I've got to start speaking it. And so much of that is on Scripture. Where you begin to speak that out. Woo, you better get up or the nursery may fire me again. See, faith come by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And get in the Word, and, you know. I mean, just start, start. Eating as much of the Word of God as you can. If you don't have good books, come see me. I'll put some good books in your hand today. I got these ones that are about 20 pages. And today, I'm telling you, I, I, I read three of them, and I don't know how long. Man, just, I had markers out, and I was marking. Threw that one down. Threw it down. And I'm telling you, man, stuff just starts rising up on the inside, rising up on the inside, rising up on the inside. See, that's where we've got to get. Let's pray. Father God, we love you today. We honor you today. We thank you today, Father God, that we ask that you, you put an obedience in every one of us. That we desire to obey your word and obey who you are. And Lord, I pray right now for ones that need to change their dwelling. That, Father God, you move in hearts like only you can. And I thank you that you're the God who will lead and guide and pit, put, uh, paint pictures in hearts in here right now, Lord. We pray right now that we judge you faithful, Father God. And, and the conclusion is tonight, Lord, you're able, you're able to do exactly what you say you'll do. And we give you glory and honor. And Father God, I pray, I pray, stretch our faith in here. Begin to move in us unlike any other time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.